We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. cruising for bruising with me, Andrew Schneider. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast, it's another series win for your Milwaukee Brewers, a 7-3, and 10-game road trip just complete. The series against the Pirates uh, should have been a sweep, but we'll get to that a little bit later. All in all, the vibes around the Milwaukee Brewers are very good right now as they head into a homestand against Chicago Cubs and Cincinnati Reds in mere hours. But before we talk about all that, Adam, welcome. How you doing? Happy Monday and happy almost July 4th to all our listeners. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, welcome. Um, yeah, happy almost July 4th to all of our, I was going to say all of our American listeners, that's a habit I have from an NBA podcast. I am, in fact, probably the only person involved in this venture outside of the U.S. for the Brewers. But I hope everybody's got some nice plans and has a great 4th of July. And hopefully the Brewers uh, keep keep the good times rolling. Because the good times are rolling. We said at the end of the last episode, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel convincing. But... They are winning series. This is now three straight series wins, which it feels like it's a long time since that happened. Um, And 
the bats even got going in this series. And that really makes us feel just a little bit spoiled. The bats sure did get going. Uh, seven games in the first game, 11 game or seven runs in the first game, 11 runs in the second game. And then in the finale, um, five runs or six runs, excuse six. me. So 20, 24 runs across three games. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll uh, we'll live with that. Yeah, I forgot about the Andrew Monasterio. Double down the line to provide that extra bit of insurance late in Sunday's finale. The Brewers find themselves at 45 and 39, tied atop the NL Central with the Reds. Pirates are five and a half games back. With six, uh, the Cubs are six games back, and the Cardinals are nine and a half games back. Cubs obviously come to town for four games uh, to start this week and then get the Reds to finish out uh, the first half quote-unquote, of the season as we go into the All-Star break. Uh, before we talk about this series, we'll get into some of the the transactions and some of the uh, happy accolades that were racked up this weekend. Mm-hmm. But but the first one is that uh, after Friday's devastating loss, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, the Brewers pulled the ripcord on uh, a situation that I think you and I were pretty done with after uh, a bull open blow up against the Boston Red Sox was it um Let, let's be honest you and I were pretty done with after last season is is actually probably the most accurate way we could put that yeah that's fair uh but <laughs> Matt Bush was designated for assignment after uh allowing three runs in the ninth inning on Friday night uh to blow a game against the Pirates uh this ends his tenure with the Brewers a trade made at the deadline last year um that just never really panned out. And a lot of it was due to just allowing home runs. Uh, 11 homers allowed in Bush's tenure as a brewer, obviously spent two months on the IL this year after the, the first uh, co- uh, couple of rough outings for him. And uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's done now. We would assume um, I, I can't, I can't see him sticking around in Nashville. Even if he clears waivers, I assume he's going to be on the hunt for something else, change the scenery. But yeah, a move that made sense on paper at the time at the deadline last year and just never worked at all. And I think it's best for best for both parties to move on. Yeah, his third blown save of the season. Uh, 11 earned runs allowed in 10.1 innings pitched. Like, <laughs> it's just bad. Um, 11 hits, 6 walks. So... You know, averaging over an earned run per inning pitched, averaging at least a hit and we'll say half a walk per inning pitched, just should not have been around this long. It it didn't make sense. Um, the blown save where he gave four earned runs against the Red Sox should have been the end of it. Then he went for his time on the IL. Like it's we speculate at the time, like is he ever really gonna come back for that? He probably shouldn't. They brought him back, got through one of those okay. Um, but we talked on the last episode, maybe pushed a little too far by Craig Council putting him out again. I believe it was the next night where he gave up two hits and an earned run. Um, but you know what? You can't blame Craig Council for. Matt Bush and where Matt Bush is at and counsel himself when asked about it has put this down to just the decrease in velocity being something that you know you can't overcome. I would push back on that slightly because the velocity can still be pretty good. Uh, he just doesn't 
it doesn't have it. It's it's just it, it goes wrong in a whole variety of ways. Um, I don't think he's putting his pitches where he wants to at all. Um, even when the velocity is pretty good, so it's just it's like a guy who's who's lost it, and that's fine. But the Brewers needed to get out of it, and they could have got out of it sooner. They have two losses on the record this season. Like he's cost them two games, and who knows how costly that ends up being come the end of the season. Thankfully, that should be it, and we shouldn't be looking anymore from Matt Bush because honestly, even the like the upside wasn't there. It's not like when he was good, we were like, "Oh, he's dazzling, he's electric." I mean, started the season pretty well. Um walks were more of the concern I think early in the year than hits but really once the hits started they have not stopped and for me it's it's a great relief I mean I I don't want to sound cold or callous about it because the end of the day this is I mean possibly the end of his big league career um but I just I can't think of a more essential move that the Brewers have had to make this season than this one it shouldn't have taken this long yeah, and now begins a process of figuring out who else can be a reliable arm behind guys like Devin Williams, Yoel Pimes, Elvis Pagero, Hobie Milner, Bryce Wilson. That's kind of the core of guys that we mentioned last week who have been reliable. Uh, two of those guys uh, allowed runs in, in the series, but obviously going into this series, the bullpen had gotten worked harder in the Mets series out of necessity to go out and win three of four games against the Mets. And so they were forced into a situation where it was Matt Bush or bust and Matt Bush uh, busted. And yeah, that's, uh, that's about it uh, on that. Uh, that coincided with some other moves made uh, in the bullpen. Uh, Thomas Pannone, who also pitched in relief out of necessity in that Friday night game was designated for assignment as well. Uh, Clayton Andrews selected from Nashville. We'll talk more about his Brewers uh, appearance uh, in a bit. And J.B. Bukowskis is back from Nashville. So we'll see if uh, either of those guys, uh, one of one of which looks like probably won't be sticking around long. Uh, the other Bukowskis we've is... seen a bit this year. I, I, actually, yeah, I hadn't followed that, but it is obviously surprising. Andrews is still on the roster. They haven't made that move yet. Uh, it doesn't look like it. I had not checked uh, Twitter today. I'm I'm we're gonna be less informed on the Brewers uh on a moment to moment basis because you know can't figure out how to make Twitter work for users. So uh, a little tougher to see the the uh, roster moves. But I I don't believe there's been any movement uh, on the active roster with with Andrews thus far. Uh, what I'm looking at here still shows him listed there uh, and Bukowskis as well. But yeah, um. Happier bullpen news, Adam. Uh, Devin Williams has been named to the All-Star Game for the second consecutive season. Uh, Christian Yelich did not make the team as an outfielder uh, reserve. Obviously still could be added as an injury replacement at some point. But hey, the guy who we constantly say, like, who is the best guy doing their job on this Brewers team? It's Devin Williams. Rewarded with another All-Star appearance. And uh, yeah, uh, hand claps for Devin. He's our best player. I mean... It may not be ideal that your best player is your closer, um, although it certainly helps the Brewers out a lot. If they, if they had to choose, they might like a, 
a superstar at a different position. Um, he's having a fantastic season. He's got better since moving from setup to closer. It feels like the really stressful outings that were just like routine last year, as in that's what you were always going to expect, even though the results generally worked out fine, have been reduced significantly. So really feels like his control is about the best it's been. He, he has command where uh, it could get away from a little bit more in the past. So to me, this is a big step up on last year where he was already sensational and an all-star. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was no doubt that he was going to make it. I'm thrilled that he has. Pity that, at least for now, Yelly's not there yet, particularly with how he's come rounding into form over the last month or so, and even then, a moment that we'll talk about later, coming in not too long before um, the All-Star teams were announced. It would be nice to see that. I find All-Star very weird when you've got a lot of bad teams. You can have, like, three or four guys. I'm not putting the Brewers as like a good team, but they're better than some teams with multiple All Stars, and they are there with one. I think Yelly would, Yelly would help to balance some of that out and would make a lot of sense. So fingers crossed that still comes together somehow because I, I think he's earned it, and he spoke a little bit about it with Kurt Hogue. Um, I was at the end of the Mets series, or I think the discussion took place in New York anyway. Um. And essentially, like, admitted that, yeah, this would mean a lot to him, would mean a lot more than previous All-Star appearances because it really would feel like a symbol of something. And Yelly also talked about committing to some uh, swing changes that he felt were were long overdue, and for various reasons he'd put them off. The toe tap is back, albeit slightly modified. Um, And I think we can also say, yes, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, Yelly, because the, the results are certainly there at the moment. Um, and Yelich would definitely get mic'd up in that game. So from a marketing standpoint, Major League Baseball, come on, like just have have him uh, out there talking about, you know, how much it means for him to be back in an all-star game after the tumultuous few years. Come on, it's a no-brainer. Does anyone even know who Lourdes Coriel Jr. is, except for noted Diamondback superfan yeah, Adam McGee? I don't think so. Um, he Yeah, very comparable seasons for those two. I would like to see Yelich get the nod somehow for someone. I don't want anyone to get hurt in theory, but if someone were to get hurt, I would be happy to see Christian Yelich in the All-Star game. Um, On Devin, uh, great article from Kurt Hogue in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel this week as well, talking about how he started to uh, mix in a few more cutters than he did last year. Um, He's already thrown more this season than he did last season. And uh, Devin is quoted as saying, it keeps me from feeling like I'm boxed in. They're seeing three pitches instead of two. It makes it harder. So, you know, we know about the airbender, but now the cutter is helping him, you know, find find some balance when he feels like he needs it to keep uh, keep hitters off balance. So good art- article there. Recommend that you go check it out. Adam, shall we move on to the series against the Pittsburgh Pirates? Let's do it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right. Thankfully, we get the uh, we get the traumatic game out of the way early, and then we get to talk about two victories. As this was a game that started off quite well. Freddie Peralta on the mound against uh, the Pirates. I thought Freddie looked pretty good uh, for the most part. Uh, and then kind of like it's been all season, he had one troublesome inning that keeps his outing from being stellar on the mound for the Pirates. Osvaldo Beto and uh, the Brewers get the scoring started in the third. A Christian Yelich double scores Joey Weimer to make it one nothing. William Contreras, fielder's choice, scores Rymel Tapia to make it 2 nothing. A Rowdy Tellez single scores Christian Yelich to make it 3 nothing, And then a Willie Adamas sack fly makes it 4 nothing in a big third inning for the Brewers. Um, Freddie Peralta, like we said, very good for the most part. Early five and a third innings pitch, three hits, three runs. They were all earned two walks, eight strikeouts. Those three runs did all come in one inning. Uh, in the fourth, old friend Andrew McCutcheon hits a solo homer to make it 4-1 to one Brewers. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, as, as we know, um, in series where uh, the the furry conference is going on uh, in Pittsburgh. He's just absolutely electric and basically turns into uh, the best player in baseball for that particular week, no matter where he is at this point in his career. So uh, we knew going in that this was going to be a tall order. Uh, Nick Gonzalez in the fourth as well, doubles to right to score Jack Sawinski and Henry Davis. It's four to three Brewers after the fourth. Freddie ends up... Uh, getting through five and a third, um, but just unable to really put together a full out, outing, which has been kind of the story of his season, but nevertheless a good effort from him. Thomas Pannone would relieve Freddy Peralta, and with the task of getting the Brewers some bulk innings in a time of need with the bullpen, Pannone's been starting for the most part in Nashville, so uh, you know his his pitch count could, could go a little higher. He goes two and two-thirds, five hits, two runs. They were both earned a walk, four strikeouts. Uh, 
the Brewers would tack on some insurance to try and, and help things out. And Owen Miller double in the seventh score. Christian Yelich to make it 5-3. Then a Bryce Terang double uh, in the seventh makes it 7-3. In the seventh, off Panone, Andrew McCutcheon single makes it 7-4. In the eighth, Jack Swinski single makes it 7-5. Brewers head to the ninth with a 7-5 lead. And then Matt Bush takes the mound. Andrew McCutcheon double scores Bay to make it 7-6. And then Carlos Santana with two outs in the inning. Uh, crushes a homer to right field, walk off homer for Carlos Santana scoring himself and McCutcheon had a cool like dance on his way to home plate. You know, I hated seeing it in the moment, but you know, good for him for having fun for hitting a walk off homer. But I hated it. Turn it over to you, Adam. I just monologue real hard. I one one person I want to shout out in this mess because I I think it was pretty cold what happened there. I think Thomas Benone did a very good and serviceable job and in the exact kind of position the brewers are in where they're just trying to buy any kind of rest for the bullpen they're just trying to survive and they're trying to find ways to win games you get them two and two thirds two earned runs um high pitch count 59 pitches saw quite a lot of trouble uh but generally pitched pretty well pitched around a lot of it and I was quite impressed by some of what he did and thought maybe there's something there. And he was fired into the sun immediately, which felt a little tough. And what also felt tough is to get a guy like that who comes up first time back in the big leagues in years and to go multiple innings and keep things under control so that you're in command. You've got a lead going into the ninth and you're handing the ball over to uh an experienced reliever, someone who was originally at least supposed to be one of your high leverage relievers. And then having him just <laughs> set the whole thing up in flames. I just, that felt really tough. So I want to shout out Thomas Panone because I think that's, that was a really solid outing and a really good job of eating innings, but you're eating innings at in a game where the Brewers have a lead and you've got to, you've got to keep a grip on that. And I think he, Largely did quite a nice job of it. And then Matt Bush did the rest, Andrew. Uh, yeah, good work for Panone. Tough situation uh, for him because you go out there, you throw 59 pitches, and then you're essentially unavailable for four, four days maybe in a situation where you can't afford to have guys in the bullpen that can't throw. It's cruel business. Cruel, cruel business. Um. Moving on to Saturday's game, Corbin Burns against uh, Johan Oviedo. And, uh, yeah, Corbin Burns had the goods early in this game, Adam. He throws five perfect innings. I was, you know, none of us in the Discord or even in our private chats were saying it. You know, we're, we're just you know who let, said it? what happened happened. Who you did? Know who said it? The Pittsburgh Pirates broadcast. Uh, okay, there we go. They, uh, they right, right at the beginning of the sixth, top of the sixth. Uh, I caught on a condensed game, and they're like, you know, Corbin Burns, perfect game going through five innings. And I was like, oh, you scumbags. <laughs> Gamesmanship. Uh, but yeah, five perfect innings for Corbin, and things started off great in this game. Rowdy Telez gets the scoring started in the first. Christian Yellow scores on his sack fly. Uh, in the second, Blake Perkins, Fielder's Choice, scores Brian Anderson. Um, in the second, Christian Yelich crushes a baseball into the Allegheny River. Three-run bomb makes it 5 nothing. Uh, 
a home run that sent shockwaves through the bodies of every Brewers fan that was watching at that moment, I imagine Christian Yelich pulled the ball and he absolutely crushed it. Adam, uh, what, what, what did I say uh, a few months ago? Thoughts on Brewers' general excitement and happiness? Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's back. He's back in at least, uh, as we talked about, maybe like the end of his Marlins tenure kind of back way, which is a really, really good Major League Baseball player. And given given the lows that we have had to, to go through at Yelly, I, I think that's real cause for celebration. And something like this is very much the icing on the cake. Beyond that, I mean, he's just he was hitting balls hard and hitting it really well throughout the game, throughout the series. He just looks absolutely fantastic at the moment. Um, I hope that can continue through the the next week. Really big week coming up. You know what, Yelly? It would be a good time to add some more homers. Because if anything, that has also been the, the only thing missing of late. Um, he's been something of an on-base machine. And you're like, just be nice to see a few more homers, a bit more pop. And yeah, absolutely launching one into the Allegheny River is certainly, you know, that's an an exclamation point way of saying, oh, you wanted home runs? Well, here's a home run. Yeah, uh, 10 homers on the year now for Yelly. 370 OBP, 438 slug for an OPS of uh, 808. 808s uh, eight and heartbreaks. No heartbreaks with that 808. But anyway, uh, yeah, just great moment. Um, we've been talking about Yelly a lot over the last few weeks because he's been quietly consistently just performing and he did it again today and or saturday but this time he did it with some power and a flourish uh in the sixth inning jesse winker doubles to score blake perkins uh christian yelich and ramel tapia to make it nine nothing bases clearing double for winker there uh also in the sixth victor caratini follows winker with a single uh to make it 10 nothing scoring jesse winker there so 10 nothing after the top of the sixth, uh, Gordon Burr started to uh, show his really only signs of struggling in the in the sixth inning. Uh, struggled with a couple of walks in that inning to to break up his perfect game, and then a Jack Sawinski single to right uh, scores two runs to make it ten to two Brewers. Uh, Jack Sawinski, by the way, Andrew, really really good. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, He's he had a, a good series and he, he seems he seems to be a guy and I've not looked up these numbers at all. But anecdotally, feelings wise, I know facts don't care about my feelings, but feelings wise, it uh it feels like he's a guy that does well against the Brewers. Uh, uh, so I'd put him a fifty six OPS for the season now. So it feels like he's doing well against everyone. Yeah, sorry, autoplay video again on ESPN. I really got to change this up. Uh, Corbin did come back out for the seventh and throw a scoreless uh, seventh inning, so seven innings pitch, one hit to two runs on the Swinski single, the two walks in that inning as well, seven strikeouts. Um, gave gave the Brewers a ace-like performance when they had a tired bullpen, and uh, they really needed it. And other than uh, Jack Swinski, um, kind of tr- throwing some rain on his, his party, a great outing for Burns. Uh, relieving Burns, a man we just mentioned, Clayton Andrews called up uh, to to see if he's a guy that can factor into the bullpen mix here. Uh, Andrews is 
someone, you know, I'm really rooting for because like I mentioned with Corbin Carroll, you know, Clayton Andrews is, uh, you know, an even shorter short King. And, uh, yeah, I want to root for those guys five foot six like that, that. That makes me look tall. So like, you know, I'm, I'm really rooting for him and it really didn't turn out in his first, um, appearance this season. Two thirds of an inning. This pitch. book pays to your hopes of, you know, a major league pitching debut. Uh yeah. I'm working. You and, you and all working, your uh, you and all your kinds, you know. The short folk. Yes. Um I'm working on a sweeper. So I'm in I'm in the lab and, and uh we'll see see how that works. But really tough uh outing for Andrews. Josh plays to a single in the eighth, makes it eleven three. Jack Zawinski again homers to make it 11 to five uh like i said two-thirds of innings pitch four hits five runs are all earned a walk and the swinski homer bryce wilson relieves him goes a third of an inning allows two hits as well and a run to score uh and marcano triple scored uh connor joe and henry davis that's 11 to seven after that and then trilio doubles to score marcano to make it 11 to eight so 11 to eight after the eight a game that was led 10 nothing um but in the ninth Never fear, Yoel Piamps is here. Piamps provides a scoreless ninth, one strikeout, no base runners, uh, so no hits, no walks, no runs. The strikeout at 13 pitch inning, his ERA is down to 2.11 for the season. Uh, a game that got a little closer than it should have, but uh, Yoel Piamps tucks us in with, with no worries. Yeah, and, and I don't really have any concerns over this one getting closer because he, in this case, you're dealing with you're dealing with bullpen pieces that you never imagined being a part of your bullpen. Um, and that's where it goes wrong. And I don't know if this promotion was necessarily the Brewers thinking it was going to be an answer for some of their woes and gives them more depth towards the, the back end of the season as much as we just need someone to go and pitch. And he certainly went a pitch. He pitched 67. Sorry, that was the ERA. My God, 67.5. You see that, you're like, that can't be the ERA. That's got to be pitch count. He pitched 30 times without getting out of the innings, so they certainly got pitches out of Andrews. Um, Yell Pimes, shout out to him for, obviously, because he seems to be pretty dominant. Second save of the season. And, you know, it's always a weird situation. You don't know quite what will happen. The late rain delay, I know. From beat writers in the ground, there seems to be a lot of griping over there was a delay before the game when the sun was in fact out, um, only for them to have to stop for rain going into the ninth. That can always go one way or another. Seems like it served the Brewers pretty well. All the Pirates' momentum that had been built up was just completely washed out. And we all pimes on the mounds. There's no worries. Clean, easy, efficient Brewers win. Who's next on the revolving door of relievers? We, I mean, we could see Abner Uribe at some point. He's on the forty man. The door uh, should Thiago not be revolving Vieira. for Abner. Is the one thing you know that that feels like a real when they make that move. That's someone they should be investing in. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that, but to me, that's absolutely one of the more exciting relief prospects and I know there are flaws there and it certainly at the moment seems like if he was to come up it would be an adventure um, but he gets out of the trouble a lot of the time with his electric electric stuff so that's the one that I'm kind of ready for 
some other names, uh, Thiago Vieira, JC Mejia. Uh, but yeah, Abner, uh, Abner's an exciting one. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see when, when that finally happens. I know we're looking forward to that day. It's going to be electric one way or the other. Um, wrapping up the series on a Sunday, Colin Ray against Rich Hill. Colin Ray looking to, you know, continue, uh, his run of good starts. He, I think this would, this made two quality starts in a row for him. Uh, in the second inning was the only real damage he would allow. Uh, uh, Nick Gonzalez Homer scored himself and Josh Palacios to make it to nothing in the third. The Brewers answer right back. What William Contreras hits a three run Homer to make it three to two uh, in the eighth. Uh, at, oh, excuse me. Uh, Colin Ray's final tally on the uh, day, six and two thirds innings pitch, five hits, just the two runs on the Homer one walk, three strikeouts, uh, you know, danced around some traffic, a leadoff double in the first. He snuffed out, uh, just another great outing for Colin Ray. Uh, Hobie Milner comes in to record uh, the final out of the seventh inning uh, to end Ray's day. Uh, an adventurous fly ball that Blake Perkins eventually caught. Um, a lot of uh, just like weird body movement from Blake Perkins in, in this game. There was another play where he went first to third, I believe, on a Brian Anderson single, and he just kind of thudded to the ground as his slide into third. So, yeah. Blake Perkins having having an adventure in this game. Um, in the eighth, the Brewers get some insurance runs. Uh, Bryce Terang hits a little tapper out uh, to the mound. Uh, the pitcher uh, Barucky makes a terrible throw down that goes down the kind of first base right field line. Uh, Brian Anderson and Blake Perkins are able to score on that. Terang would eventually get thrown out trying to sh- stretch the air into getting him to second base. Didn't work, but the run score anyway. Five to two Brewers at that point. In the eighth, Elvis Peguero comes on, allows a couple of hits and a run in the eighth inning. A Josh Palacios double scores Carlos Santana. Then Andre Monasterio, who got the start and batted leadoff, had a nice day, two for four with a walk as well. He doubles uh, down the left field line to score. Joey Weimer makes it six three, and then Devin Williams comes on in the ninth inning. Nine pitches would all is all it would take for Devin. Uh, one strikeout. No hits, no walks, no runs. Brewers win six to three. Bounce back from the the Matt Bush Friday night blown save and take a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road. And despite all of their weather shenanigans and it being, uh, you know, the time of the year where Andrew McCutcheon really, uh, really makes his uh, makes his mark. Yeah, and this was quite the lineup. I mean, this is worth reflecting on. This was. The Brewers very much they're trying to they're on this long run they've been through some grueling games they're not getting help from some parts of the bullpen we know what works in the bullpen and the part of the bullpen that's really formidable and we know then there's not anything that works beyond that um and yeah this kind of in a lot of ways screamed out what in NBA parlance you'd call schedule loss and didn't prove to be the case. They went ahead and won, and the bat stayed hot, and Colin Ray gives them uh, the longest outing he has had in the majors to date. Very, very close to getting through seven complete innings, but, you know, well done all around. Um, This is a fantastic win, and the kind of thing that will make everyone feel good about themselves again. And even with the Brewers, I mean, back into a share, first place in the NL Central. 
things are looking up, Andrew. Six games above 500. There was a while ago where it was like, okay, this is a team just going to hover around 500 now. Uh, with the Cubs, for a home against the Cubs, you know, pile on the misery, make hay all the sunshines, Brewers, and then you've got a chance to leave a dent in the Reds. It might be a big ask, but if you want to really go on a tear now, you could create some separation for yourself at the top of the division going into the end of the first half. And considering all of the adversity, the ups and downs, and really the uncertainty that's come with the Brewers this year, that would be very, very nice and welcome. Yeah, the uh, Cubs are in a bad way right now. Just lost two of three um, to the Cleveland Guardians before that. They got swept in three games by the Phillies, and then we know about them uh, dropping the final game of the London series to the Cardinals. So pile it on, as you said, uh, pile it on. Uh, moving on to the Master Brewer leaderboard. For this series against the Pirates, starting off, Corbin Burns gets a pair of beers, seven innings pitched, two walks, one hit, two runs, seven strikeouts, perfect through five innings, just a great outing for Corbin. Colin Ray, as we said, back-to-back quality starts for him, six and two-thirds innings pitched, three walks, five hits, two runs, three strikeouts. Devin Williams, a clean ninth inning on Sunday. Yoel Piams, a clean ninth inning on Saturday. Christian Yelich, uh, got the day off Sunday, as you mentioned, you know, if we're making these uh, NBA comparisons, load management, Adam. Um, Yelich goes two for eight in the series. Pair of walks, a double, the homer, five runs, four RBI. William Contreras, two for nine, three runs, four RBI, the massive three-run homer that uh, erased a 2 nothing deficit on Sunday. Owen Miller, just uh, back to doing what he does, three for 10, a run in RBI, played some good defense. Willie Thomas, four for 13, but he had three doubles and an RBI. Um, so... A lot of extra base hitting for Willie. Played some great defense at shortstop. Brian Anderson, 4 for 11. A couple of runs. Uh, Ramel Tapia, 3 for 7. Three walks, five runs, one RBI. Andre Monasterio gets the Victor Caristini special this week. One game, but he's 2 for 4 with a walk. One run, one RBI. Leaderboard through 84 games. All-star Devin Williams with 21. Brian Anderson, Christian Yaw, Joel Pimes with 14. Joey Weimer has 12. Peter Shrezlecki, William Contreras, Owen Miller, Corbin Burns have 11. Rowdy Telez, Bryce Wilson, Hobie Milner, Evis Peguero, and Willie Damas have 10. Julio Tehran, Wade Wiley, Bryce Rang, and Colin Ray with 7. Freddie Peralta, Victor Caratini with 6. Garrett Mitchell, Adrian Hauser with 5. Blake Perkins and Jesse Winker with 4. Eric Lauer, Jake Cousins, Trevor McGill, Andre Monasterio with 3. Brandon Woodruff, Gus Varlin, Javi Guerra, Tyrone Taylor, Ryan Maltapia with 2. Luke Voigt, Mike Barrasso, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, Abraham Toro with a single beer. 84 games down, Adam. The first half, quote-unquote, is done. The On the schedule, first half marked by the All-Star game is almost here. Played a lot of baseball. We'll watch a lot of, well, we, we haven't played a lot of baseball. I mean, sometimes I play catch in the yard or throw a tennis ball for my dog, but, you know, I haven't been playing. You know, maybe we'll have the GSPN uh softball game to to raise money for something in like 2026 or something man that sounds like a plot um well let's look ahead new max already warming up for that one so yeah uh i i'll draw out uh a set of positions for us and uh i think i think i want new market shortstop just being the captain of the infield just you know causing causing chaos but anyway the captain of the infield to cause chaos just put that uh, out there. 
I'll let you move I, on. I f- You're trying to move on. I feel like he can tap into some real like leadership uh, when he's pressed with it. So it's kind of like my coaching thing of like trying to pull the best out of him uh, by putting him in a position um, that maybe, you know, he doesn't know if he's ready for if his personality. You know, you would think, can he do this? Is he, is he going to dominate uh, things in a way that, you know, doesn't work? But no, it's going to pull the best out of him and he's going to become the leader that he didn't know he could be. Uh, as long as he doesn't uh, pick the team meal and dump ranch dressing all over frozen pizza. Anywho, uh, next up on the schedule today, very shortly, uh, one ten central start. The Cubs coming to town. Julio Tehran against Drew Smiley. Tehran will look to bounce back from a tough outing last week against the Mets. Uh, tomorrow, July 4th. Happy July 4th again. 310 central start. Wade Miley on the mound against Kyle Hendricks. Wednesday, 7-10 Central start, July 5th. Adrian Hauser on the mound against Justin Steele, who has been very good for the Cubs this year. Thursday, July 6th, we'll wrap up the series. 1-10 Central start, Brady Peralta against Marcus Stroman. Then the Reds come to town, and it's the All-Star game, uh, or All-Star break. we got the Futures game on Saturday. we get the draft on Sunday. Home Run Derby Monday, All-Star game Tuesday. Uh, futures game, like we mentioned, uh, Featuring Jefferson Caro, Jacob Mizorowski, and uh, Jackson Shorio should be a lot of fun if you're around. Watch that. Yeah, looking forward to all of that. Hopefully, Yelly getting to the All Star game. And I mean, in a relative sense, you know, I'm not going to be feeling like I was last year, but a you know, tiny, tiny break for us, chance for us to catch our breath too. So make sure you never miss an episode. Subscribe where you get your podcast. It's Cruising for a Bruising. You should also check out the rest of the GSPN shows, Eurostep Podcast Network, the main feed, home to all things Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I believe, although I could be surprised, there could be something else up there now. The most recent episode is myself, Jordan, and Ty breaking down the re-signing of Chris Milton, Brooke Lopez, and Jay Crowder with the books. If you want more on that, that's where you can find it. Talking to Tundra for all things Green Bay Packers. The aforementioned Numak and Jordan. Numak back from vacation soon. I'm sure he's got plenty of Packers thoughts. He's just been cooking up, soaking up the Mediterranean sun. What will it do for his brain? What will it do for his Packers takes? You'll want to tune in to find out. And last, by no means least, make time for this. Where Andrew and I talk about all things pop culture, movies, most recent episode on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse coming up later this week. Asteroid City and the films of Wes Anderson. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen. Until the next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.